held a council. Dora was in the chair. We must do something, said Alice, because the exchequer is empty. She rattled the money box as she spoke, and it really did rattle, because we always keep the bad sixpence in it for luck. Yes, but what shall we do? said Dickie. It's so easy to say, let's do something. Dickie always wants everything settled exactly. Father calls him the definite article. Let's read all the books again. We should get lots of ideas out of them. It was Noel who suggested this, but we made him shut up, because we knew he only wanted to get back to his old books. Noel is a poet. Then Dickie said, Look here, we'll be quite quiet for ten minutes, and each think of some way to find treasure. And when we've thought, we'll try all the ways, one after the other, beginning with the eldest. I shan't be able to think in ten minutes. Make it half an hour, said H.O. His real name is Horace Octavius, but we call him H.O. Well, we made it half an hour, and we all sat quiet, and thought and thought. And I made up my mind before two minutes were over, and I saw the others had, all but Dora. When it was seven minutes, H.O. cried out, Oh, it must be more than half an hour. H.O. is eight years old, but he cannot tell the clock yet. Oswald could tell the clock when he was six. We all stretched ourselves and began to speak at once, but Dora put up her hands to her ears and said, One at a time, please. So Dora made us all sit in a row on the floor in ages, and then she pointed at us. Oswald spoke first. I think we might stop people on Blackheath with crepe masks and horse pistols and say, Your money or your life, resistance is useless, we are armed to the teeth. Dora screwed up her nose and said, That would be very wrong. It's like pickpocketing or taking pennies out of father's greatcoat when it's hanging in the hall. I must say, I don't think she need have said that, especially before the little ones, for it was when I was only four. Then it was Alice's turn to say. She said, I think we might try the divining rod. I'm sure I could do it. I've often read about it. You hold a stick in your hands, and when you come to where there is gold underneath, the stick kicks about. So you know, and you dig. Oh, said Dora suddenly. I have an idea, but I'll say last. I hope the divining rod isn't wrong. I believe it's wrong in the Bible. So is eating pork and ducks, said Dickie. You can't go by that. Anyhow, we'll try the other ways first, said Dora. Now. H.O. Let's be bandits, said H.O. I dare say it's wrong, but it will be fun pretending. I'm sure it's wrong, said Dora. And Dickie said she thought everything wrong. She said she didn't, and Dickie was very disagreeable. So Oswald had to make peace, and he said, Dora needn't play if she doesn't want to. Nobody asked her. And Dickie, don't be an idiot. Let's hear what Noel's idea is. Noel said he had not made up his mind whether he would print his poetry in a book and sell it, or find a princess and marry her. Whichever it is, he added, none of you shall want for anything. Then Dickie spoke. You must all of you have noticed the advertisements in the papers, telling you that ladies and gentlemen can easily earn two pounds a week in their spare time, and to send two shillings for sample and instructions, carefully packed, free from observation. 
Now that we don't go to school, all our time is spare time. So I should think we could easily earn twenty pounds a week each. We'll try some of the other things first, and directly we have any money, we'll send for the sample and instructions. And I have another idea, but I must think about it before I say. We all said, "Out with it! What's the other idea?" But Dicky said, "No, that is Dicky all over. He will never show you anything he's making till it's quite finished." Then Dora jumped up and said, "Let's try my way now." Besides, I'm the eldest, so it's only fair. Let's dig for treasure, not any tiresome divining rod, but just plain digging. People who dig for treasure always find it. I couldn't help wondering as we went down to the garden why Father had never thought of digging there for treasure instead of going to his beastly office every day. We all went down into the cellar and looked among the old boxes and broken chairs and things, and at last we found the spades we had to dig in the sand with when we went to the seaside three years ago. They are not silly wooden spades, but good iron with yellow wooden handles. We marked out a sort of square in the mouldy part of the garden and began to dig, but we found nothing except worms and stones. So we thought we'd try another part of the garden where the ground was much softer, but we found nothing. Presently, Albert next door looked over the wall. We do not like him very much, but we let him play with us sometimes because his father is dead. Albert is always very tidy. He wears frilly collars and velvet knickerbockers. I can't think how he can bear to. So we said hello, and he said, "What are you up to?" "We're digging for treasure," said Alice. Albert next door only sniggered and said, <laughs> "What silly nonsense!" He cannot play properly at all. It is very strange because he has a very nice uncle. Come along and dig, Alice said. You can use my spade. It's much the best. So he came along and dug, and we worked as well. And the hole got deep. Pincher worked too. He is our dog, and he is very good at digging. I expect we shall have to make a tunnel, Oswald said, to reach the rich treasure. So he jumped into the hole and began to dig at one side. After that, we took it in turns to dig at the tunnel, and Pincher was most useful in scraping the earth out. Now it was Albert's turn to go in and dig, but he wouldn't, so we had to make him because it was only fair. It's quite easy, Alice said. Come, be a man. You won't notice it being dark in the tunnel if you shut your eyes tight. We've all been in except Dora, and she doesn't like worms. I don't like worms neither. Albert next door said this, but we remembered how he had picked a fat red and black worm up in his fingers and thrown it at Dora only the day before, so we put him in. Let me go in feet first," said Albert next door. "I'll dig with my boots." So we let him go in feet first, and we all shouted, "Kick! Dig with your feet for all you're worth!" So Albert next door began to dig with his feet. And we stood on the ground over him, waiting. And all in a minute, the ground gave way, and we tumbled together in a heap. There was a little shallow hollow where we had been standing, and Albert next door was underneath, stuck quite fast. 
because the roof of the tunnel had tumbled in on him. He is a horribly unlucky boy to have anything to do with. He cried and screamed, though he had to own it didn't hurt. Dicky climbed over the wall to tell Albert next door's uncle he had been buried by mistake, and to come and help dig him out. Dicky was a long time gone. He wondered what had become of him, and all the while the screaming went on and on. Presently, Dicky came back, and Albert next door's uncle came with him. He has very long legs, and his hair is light, and his face is brown. He has been to sea, but now he writes books. I like him. This promises to be a protracted, if agreeable, task," said Albert next door's uncle, and began to dig his nephew out. After a while, he said, "I confess that I am not absolutely insensible to the dramatic interest of the situation. I own that I should like to know how my nephew happened to be buried, but don't tell me if you'd rather not." Well, Dora said, "I'm very sorry it happened to Albert." I'd rather it had been one of us. It would have been my turn to go into the tunnel, only I don't like worms, so they let me off. You see, we were digging for treasure. Yes, said Alice, and I think we were just coming to the underground passage that leads to the secret hoard when the tunnel fell in on Albert. He is so unlucky, and she sighed. Then Albert next door began to scream again, and his uncle told him to drop it. So Albert stopped screaming. And presently, his uncle finished digging him out. Albert did look so funny, with his hair all dusty and his velvet suit covered with mould, and his face muddy with earth and crying. We all said how sorry we were, but he wouldn't say a word back to us. So you were digging for treasure," said Albert next door's uncle, wiping his face with his handkerchief. Well, I fear that your chances of success are.